Why did the chicken cross the road? Why did it? Why? I don't know. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? The chicken! That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, screaming wow. at the top oh. of his lungs. I don't get it. Oh. Well, knock, knock. I don't get it. Who's there? Europe. Europe who? No, Europe who? Oh, wait. <laughs> no more hey. of this. No. Why did the chicken cross the road? Get to the other side? Oh. No, roll inside. Okay. <laughs> JK, this isn't part of the podcast. Roll the credits. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, wow. Is this episode over? Shortest <laughs> episode ever. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Paul, and I'm joined, per the use, by four friends of mine. Hey, guys, it's Jeremy, and I play Sutsaurus. I'm not playing today. I'm Alan, and I play (laughs) Brackle Sid Yeltius. Just go ahead, Felicia, just go ahead. Just roll. I don't remember what I say. I'm Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. <laughs> Why? Jeffrey, are you gonna are you gonna introduce yourself? For real? Okay, I'm Jeffrey. <laughs> and who do you play? Uh, Kyork. It's almost like we haven't been doing this for like Lord. 50 episodes now. <laughs> How many years? Going on 60. Uh, yeah, that's, this is my, this is my adventuring party. We're fun. We are so much fun. Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, welcome to the table. You ready to get into some Dungeons and Dragons today? No. You're literally at our table right now. Literally. I see you. And we're always everywhere that you are. We're your friends. We're local. We We are are local (laughs) in every single town in every country. Well, actually, right now you're being transported to the small room. Sit around a round table. There's microphones in your face. There's foam on the walls. Paul's glaring into the camera thinking, can we just record already? I'm going to roll this giant blue D20. <laughs> How long can we delay the game today? <laughs> it's a natural one. one. What is it? It's an eight. But why? Natural 20. No. Oh. Yeah, we're dead. I don't want to die It's today. his revenge. Everything's going to happen tonight. <sighs> I'm ready for it. Let's do this. Natural 20. It all comes down to this. Here it comes. Last time that we played, the four of you, along with Juniper, the interesting gnomish wizard girl that you all met there inside the Devil's Pass, have been traveling through the forest of Sylvandale. You all escaped the clutches of the gigantic phase spider and traveled through the Sylvan forest, heading for the road, hoping to head south toward Branchyar. But the forest had different plans as brush and foliage grew up to prevent you from traveling far enough toward the west. You were pushed eastward and southward toward some mysterious place. Brackle led the way and before long a pathway presented itself before you. You moved along the path and suddenly you discovered a large tower in the middle of the forest called the High Tower of Sylvandale. 
Brackle revealed that this was once a wondrous tower built as far back as when Branshire was originally founded, but it had been torn apart by brigands and vagabonds' ruins. But the tower that you see before you now is miraculous. It shines and gleams in the sunlight. The mortar that holds the bricks together glows and glitters as if silver has been melted into the very mortar. Beautiful. And as you all step through the gate and into the bottom floor of this tower across a drawbridge into a sort of courtyard, you see many people wandering about. Horses off to one side in a small stable that's been built. People selling vegetables and fish and different meats. And you step inside and an older man approached you, introducing himself as Quentin Zildaris, the caretaker of the Tower of Sylvandale. Welcoming you to Sylvandale, he then ushered you off toward the other end of the tower, where he said he would lead you all to get some food and some much-needed rest before you have a chance to meet with the tower's master. Yes, if you'd like to follow me, I'd be glad to show you to our dining hall. We have a room prepared just for the five of you. We've been expecting you for some time now. I'm sure that you're all quite hungry. You've been expecting us? Yes, that is what I said. We're royalty. Of course he's been expecting us. Bring your best meats. And uh, Saul's going to light a cigar. But how many coins does he have? I forgot you're wanting to know how many coins he has. Uh, are you okay? So, are you wanting to just perceive how many coins he has? No, I want to check his coin purse. Okay, so roll me a sleight of hand check, I guess, York. It's a 13. Mm, okay, he does not notice. <laughs> are you taking the purse off of his waist, or were you just trying to get a read? No, I'll take it. Okay, you swipe his coin purse and stow it into a pocket. Yes. He doesn't seem any the wiser. I just look at Kjorg like, and just <laughs> shake my head. Congratulations, you just robbed someone who was simply trying to help you. How do I know he's trying to help? <laughs> I'm just saying, you've, you've successfully robbed this poor man. Okay. How have you been expecting us? Are we, are we all, you're all following after him, I suppose? Yes. Yes. Silver shouldn't make good mortar. How is this tower still standing? Is that actual silver in the mortar, in the, in the stones? Oh, yes. I, I, I see that you noticed the glamour of our great tower. Well, that is a, that is a certain amount of ingenuity from our lord and, and master here in the tower. I'm sure that if you ask him, he can give you all the specifics of it. I simply know that it is. I can't necessarily explain it. Miss, I'm sorry. What, what did you say your name was again? It's Misk. Misk, yes, that's right. Sorry, I, I, I've forgotten. I, Miss Misk. Pay attention, servant. Oh, um, yes, of, of course. And as he's talking, you all have passed through this courtyard. Like I said, there's a lot of people around. There's a stable master. There's people selling and buying. There's just lots of, of different people just kind of going to and fro. And you all reach the back part of this courtyard, and there is a staircase, a stone staircase, leading upward into the ceiling. And he turns and begins to go up the stair. Yes, we have indeed been expecting you. Our, our master informed us that you would be with us this afternoon, just earlier this morning, I believe it was. So when are we going to get to meet this master? Is he the bush wizard? What is the name of your master? Please, you're all... And I'm sure that you have many questions, but if you could please, one at a time. Um, miss, yes, hopefully today. Um, he is out at the moment, but he should return before sunfall. At, at least I, I think so. Um... Master Kjorg, it is, right? I'm sorry, the bush wizard. Um, 
I'm not sure what you mean. What is yeah, that? Yeah, there's some freaky bushes out there. And they were causing trouble. Ah, well, I, I can't... I can't speak to any rogue bushes. <laughs> but perhaps he'll know more about that as well. He's a very intelligent man. I'm, and as for my master's name, it's... Oh, wait, let me... He pulls a little piece of parchment from his pocket, and he looks and he says, Satsaris? Satsaris? Pay attention. Yes, Satsaris is my name. You can call him Saul because he's rude. Okay. You cannot call me Saul. Right, well, Satsaris it is, I suppose. You can. Okay. Uh, His name, well, you have to understand, he's quite fond of entrances. I'm certain that he'll want to introduce himself himself, so... What a pity. Just be patient. For now, I'll take you. There, there's plenty of food, a great bounty prepared for you all, so please follow me. And he leads you all up the steps, and you find yourselves in what looks like a large dining area. Now, there are tables set, and there are people at many different tables eating. There is a big fire toward the back end where you can see meats being turned over a spit. The smell of meats and just all kinds of delicious foods are filling this area. And he leads you through this part of this floor of the tower. And, you know, you see people eating and talking. Most of them pay you little to no mind. But Quentin leads you on toward the opposite end of this great hall where there's a doorway leading into a small chamber. Stepping into the doorway, you are overwhelmed with the smell of fresh bread, roasted pork, and many other savory goodies. There is a large table dressed with more food than the five of you could possibly eat. Well, it seems that the kitchen suddenly did not disappoint. Why don't you all have a seat and help yourselves? I'll return shortly. I I need to send word to the master and inform him of your arrival. I'm sure that he'll be anxious to speak with you as soon as he returns. Thank you. Saul doesn't say anything to him. He just walks to the head of the table and starts filling up his plate with all the meat. Turkey leg, big old hunk of ham, whatever's there. All the fish, all the meat, nothing else. Juniper steps in. She turns to Quentin as he's going to head out the door. She says, oh, uh, Quentin, do you all have any fresh squeezed orange juice? It's my favorite. Uh, yes, we have plenty of that. I'll make sure that they bring some around from the kitchens. And then he turns and heads out the door. Is she going to meet Sir Vance later on? She is Sir Vance. Duh, what? Duh, duh, duh. what? Just kidding. <laughs> Obviously. I thought I was surveillance. She loves orange juice. I don't know what orange juice is. What is this? You drink orange it juice. for breakfast. It's delicious. And you also drink it when you have a fever. And then you go lay in the bed with lots of covers. What? And sweat to death. <laughs> and then Georg's, you're cured. Is this Kjorg's <laughs> explanation of orange juice? <laughs> yeah, yes. It's like, Kjorg, did you just become an expert in something? One time he was sick and we had a bunch of it and he just... I had a big fight the next day and I needed he, to get better. It really helped him. And I look at Saul like, just believe it and, you know, leave him alone. It did help. <laughs> you didn't hear me. I saw the look in your eyes. Sure, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wow, this this looks really delicious. It is. So, do we trust this guy? How do we know this isn't... You know. Poisoned. Well, poisoned, but I was going to say high in carbs. Oh, I love carbs. As you're all saying that, Juniper turns back. She's got like 
piece of bread in her hand. She's already taken a big bite out of it. She's looking yeah. back like, oh, crap. Saul's just <laughs> eating the turkey. Like, he's already got that turkey, turkey leg. And he's, yeah, just you, cold turkey. You think it could be poison? Sure. I mean, that, that actually makes more sense. Probably poisonous to the likes of you. You would be the first to die. <laughs> Me? She is. Yeah, Can you have bird, a small frame. They're messing with you. I was talking about the crazy guy over there. Oh, oh Saul? Sitting in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Juniper, why are you here? Uh, I, what do you mean? I, we just traveled through the forest together. And now here we are at Civilization. I don't understand why you're still with my group. Saul, don't be mean. Why, would, why wouldn't I be? <laughs> Juniper, just... I mean, yeah, I guess now that we're here, maybe, I, maybe we should part ways. I don't know. I'm not really sure what the next step is for me, but... I'm definitely going to eat this meal. And she just sits down looking a little bit dejected and starts eating. Maybe you could work for my sister. Don't listen to him. Juniper, just just enjoy your meal. Don't listen to Saul. He's- and I throw a turkey leg at him. <laughs> um, Hard, like a baseball. <laughs> okay, roll it. Saul wants to catch it. Roll it. I got a 13 on the dice. I got a 10. Yeah, and my dex is really high. His strength is really high. My strength is really high. That's a 26 dex. I want to catch it. It's not a 26 a No, that's a six. It's a 16. My bad. But it doesn't matter. You do throw it. He does catch it. Ha! So I throw another one. Oh, my God. Boys. Okay. <laughs> Stop. The second one hits him in the face. <laughs> Thank you. I needed another. Boys. Stop acting like that. Gosh. Gosh. Eat your food. What's Brackle doing? Brackle is puzzling over the food. He's tasting the food slightly to see if there's any harm comes to him. Okay. Make me a constitution save. <laughs> what? I got a 12. Okay. You're dead. What? You, you feel like you're not any closer to diabetes than you were before. Whew. I thought you were going to die. Brackle says, whew, my blood sugar feels pretty good. I'm so diabetes. glad that was a diabetes check. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, George like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trouble. So they both got real serious. Yeah, like, oh, what? what? I was like, my constitution what? save. I was like, what? You taste it. You don't smell or taste anything strange about it that would denote a poison. You sample a little bit. You look around. Your friends seem okay, and they've been eating now for a few minutes, and you feel like it's probably safe to eat. You all eat. There's pretty much anything you would want. After a few moments, someone does come in carrying a pitcher of orange juice. Deviled eggs? Yes, please. There are eggs. There's turkey and roasted pork. There are potatoes. There's, you know, squash and broccoli. and Stuffing. Just, is there seafood? No, it's green beans, no. tomatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ketchup. There's, there, there's, there is some fish. But there's, there's not a lot of... Anything other than, you know, it's freshwater fish mostly. Are there any Krabby Patties? <laughs> All the Krabby Patties you nope. can R- R.I.P. creator of Spongebob. Oh, man. Steven Hillenburg. Nope, no Krabby Patties. Nothing like that. So you all eat to your heart's content, and Quentin doesn't come back for a while. You all are able to eat, and after a few minutes, they sort of clear some of the plates out, and they bring in some cakes and pies. Calm, and you've all eaten yourselves into a stupor at this point. Oh, I, I did get diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. 
You did. JK, I'm in perfect health. Goodness, th- what a meal. This this is probably the best meal I've ever had. Yeah, this is pretty spectacular. Huh. You should have some of the sacrifices that I've had. That doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, that's... Huh. Who hurt you as a child? <laughs> like, why are you the way that you are, Listen, Saul? you never met our father. Just put it that way. He's the devil. <laughs> we are from the Nine Hells. Wait, what? Wait, for real? <laughs> yes. Jorg, you knew this. I guess that makes sense. I'm a prince of the Nine <laughs> I Hells. Know. She's a princess. Oh, well, I mean, I'm... Really I'm, more like a general. Admittedly, don't know a whole lot about tieflings. Um, Brackle, are you from the Nine Hells? <laughs> Saul laughs at that. After taking a big bite of his plate full of peas, he says, <laughs> uh, No, I'm, I'm from around here. Always have been. Oh, yeah. Branchyar, right? That's right. Born and bred. You like it there? He was born, he was born in bread. In bread. <laughs> <laughs> As he takes a bite of bread. Yes. A nice dessert of peas and bread. The most, br- <laughs> the most wow. brackle meal ever. It's a peas pie. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's so... Peas, give me some more. A peas pie. A peas. <laughs> so, you like it in Branshire? When the I like moon it hits your eye very like much. A big peas pie. <laughs> Focus. When Focus. you're down by the sea and an ill bite your knee, that's amore. <laughs> uh, wow. I quit. I get it. So what's it like in, in Branshire? Branshire. Plenty of uh, land, forest, hills, all that you'd ever want for ranging. And as well as. Uh, Nice quaint town where the people or the folk there are kind, hardworking, at least till recently. Uh, People there still are, but the interlopers. What sort of interlopers? What do you mean? What's changed? What happened? Well, the mayor has brought in some unsavorable types. I'm all for people from out of town coming to visit, learning of our local custom, trading, sharing culture. But these these people who the mayor brought in, they ain't folk. Uh, you, you all have been talking to him about this mayor. He, he doesn't seem like a great guy. No. What's the story there? He's bad. I stole his brooch. I've only met him once, and I just... I didn't get a good feeling from him, you know? He just... I don't know. There's something about him. He stank of evil. Evil? But no, uh, so there's there's no hot feet in Branchire? Um, we've seen some hot feet in Branchire. Right, but I mean, there's no, like, there may be some there coming in now, and it seems like maybe things are a little questionable right now, but there's, like, no... Organization there? Yeah. Like, uh... Corruption. No. It's not like... Like Brightport. It's not like Brightport? Yeah, Brightport. Well, you know, I'm just thinking, if they're coming after me... I might need somewhere to go. Also, Brackle's girlfriend lives there. What was her name again? Oh, Brackle, you you have a girlfriend? Le- Laylee? Layla? Uh, I, ha- I have a friend who's a girl. Oh, Laylee, she's nice. Oh, so she's not your girlfriend? Uh, it's... No, we're friends. Are you in the friend zone? No, we're in the Branchire zone. Juniper looks down at her hand. She's kind of like nervously tapping her fingers together and she goes, uh... So what? Uh, what about uh, what about you, Kjorg? Got a girlfriend? 
No. Kjorg, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I did not have a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, um, oh, well, okay. Yeah, just just curious. Just, you know, just, just curious. <laughs> I look at Kjorg like, uh, and then keep eating my food. And drinking orange juice. Gee, I wonder when that uh, when that Quentin's coming back, huh? After a few more moments of you all sitting around, finishing your dessert and meal and everything, just kind of sitting back in these very comfy chairs, the door swings open and in steps Quentin. Are you the strongest fighter? Oh, goodness. Oh, it's just Quentin. Yes. Yes, Kjorg, it's me again. I I did tell you that I would return. What What is this? You're searching for the strongest fighter. I, I don't quite understand. Are you? He's the people's champion. Oh, you're the people's champion. Yes. So everywhere we go, he's... Yes, I don't really know what that means, but I, I suppose you're looking to prove your valor, is that? Absolutely. Well, we certainly have some formidable people, men and women, in the tower that would be glad to, I'm sure, spar with you if that's something you're interested in. Maybe. Later. I'm afraid it is going to be a little bit before our master returns. He has set out on a small journey, but he said he would return tonight. Um, received a message from him just a few moments ago. Hopefully, hopefully he won't be too awful long. But if you'd like, I could show you to the living quarters and perhaps even show you around the tower while you wait. That would be great. What do you guys think? How long before we meet the master? Oh, I'm, I can't say, but I'm sure it will be sometime today. Well, maybe you can tell us. Do you have any information where Brianna is? Brianna Branshire. Um, no. I, are you speaking of the, of the Solaran family? Yes. I, specifically. I haven't. I don't know anything of. Is she? Are the four of you from Branshire? See, we pretty much. That's why we're here. So maybe we'll just talk to your master about it when he gets here. What do you think, Saul? You want to just wait and you know not. Tell this guy everything that's going on with us right now, you know what I'm saying? As long as this peasant doesn't waste our time. Well, there's no reason to be rude about it. Let's just, you know, look at this tower. I'm sure there's a lot of rooms that you could show us. I don't know. Oh, indeed. There's plenty to see in the tower if you'd like to follow. I could, I'd be glad to show you around. If you'd like to follow me. Lead the way. So do you all follow him? He does whatever Misk does. Takes you all out of the small little dining area that you've been in, and you all go through the major dining hall. He points off toward one side as you all approach the staircase. And the way that these stairs are set up, they're the opposite end from where the ones you came up are located. So you go to the opposite end of the tower and you go up the stairs to the next floor. The next floor, when you first enter, there is a large door to your right, like two large ornate doors. And he says, ah, this, this leads to the ballroom we... Often hold little get-togethers and such in here. We are actually having a bit of a party later tonight. Perhaps you would all like to join us. There'll be music and singing and eating and dancing and drinking. You know, just all sorts of revelry. It'll be quite fun, I'm certain. Is there a sacrifice? <laughs> oh, Saul. What, what sort of... When do you start the enchantments? Revelry. No, Saul, you remember all those um, dances that I invited you to down in the Nine Hills and you never came to them because you said they were um, boring or not your cup of tea? Some people were seeking power, not dancing. The last party I attended was my 13th birthday when my father made a big vat of peas and I lay therein, dined while I rested and bathed. 
vat of peas? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yes. What's going on? <laughs> Is this party going to be anything like that? No. It was his bar mitzvah. I don't, I don't believe that, in fact, any parties have ever been like that. It was that. actually his peas <laughs> mitzvah. Please. <laughs> I couldn't say it. <laughs> Look, if you'd all like to follow me, I regret Peace. ever mentioning this. Um, <laughs> just this way, or toward the living suites. That's actually where the guest quarters are. We'll, we'll, we'll be putting you up there. Yeah, let's go. You have suites that are living? Suites, Kjorg, not like the sort that you just ate downstairs. That sounds like a formidable opponent. It, no, it's it's like a large room. Here, I'll show you. That'll be easier. And he heads down the hallway that leads around the tower. And he opens up a door to the left. says, ah, yes, this, I believe, will work just quite nicely for the five of you. And he opens the door, and inside is a suite, a very ornate living area. There are couches set around large, beautiful silvery drapes on the windows, beautiful and antique-looking wooden tables, end tables and coffee tables lying around in the place. It's comfortably carpeted. There's, you know, it's very, very comfortable. Yes, this should work quite nicely for the five of you. I do believe there are actually, yes, uh, well, that's perfect. There are five individual rooms in this suite, one for each of you. I actually do need to just right quickly step downstairs. I I need to speak with the cook for just a moment, but you could all make yourselves at home and choose a room for the night. I I believe, hopefully, you'll be staying with us tonight if you have to wait for the master to return. Anyhow, we'd love to offer you this place of comfort. Sure. Sounds good to me. I shall be just right back in, in a jiffy. And he turns and shuts the door behind him, scoots off down the hallway. All right, you're all in this very large, ornate suite. Well, boys, I picked this room, so. You just pick a room and walk toward it? Okay, you walk up, you open the door. What's, like, the ideal bedroom look like for Misk? So she walks in, and it's one of those really fancy beds with the... Like four posts? With like, the four posts yeah, and, like, like the drapes bed. coming off of them. Mm-hmm. And then there's these huge just covers on the bed. Mm-hmm. and Very soft huge, and luxurious. fluffy feather pillows. Mm. And, uh... So, like, a vanity, any of that stuff? Yes. It's just a very beautiful, elegant room. Okay. That's exactly what it looks like. Oh, nice. Like, when you walk in, it looks exactly like whatever you would have imagined your perfect bedroom to look like. Oh, wow. She's just going to go and lay on the bed. What do the other four of you do? I'm going to my room. Okay. You pick one. I pick that one. You step inside. I'm in there. What does Kjorg's ideal bedroom look like? There's training dummies everywhere. Yes. That I can break. Not because they're weak, but because I'm strong. Wait, so this stuff is just here? Of course. And there's also a bed. What sort of bed? Yeah, it don't matter. Simple. A, a small bed. Okay. Too small. You open the door and you step inside. There's just a, like a little cot in the back, just big enough for you to lay on. Perfect. And the rest of this very large room, larger than honestly you would have thought it would be based on just, you know, the actual space that's inside this tower. Tons of training dummies. There's a rack full of weapons on the back end of the wall, you know, standard weapons that you could fight with. There's one of those bars with, like, the two tall standing towers with the hooks where you, like, hang from a bar and then do a pull-up and, like, jump up to another ring of the bar and then jump up to another ring of the bar, you know? The salmon ladder? 
Yeah, it's like the Ninja Warrior workout room. <laughs> From Ninja Warrior. That's what it is. Are there any magic weapons in there? No. No, I mean, not that you would know, but you can go tar- You can go try out every weapon on the wall and see. Well, it's my room, so I'm, of course I'm trying every weapon. Okay. Uh, every weapon. You see Juniper turn and go into one of the rooms. Brackle. I go into one of the remaining rooms. Okay, what's the ideal room look like for Brackle? So imagine a mostly bare room. Okay. Very little in There's it. Bears There's bears all in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's in the, the walls are made out of bear. Okay. Like they're furry. Right. You can put your ear against it and you can hear like the heartbeat of the bear. Jeez. Oh, Every so often there's like a little claw hand like. Nightmare. <gasps> Nightmare. Yeah. And it's Charlie. <laughs> exactly. It's what Jim finally did to Charlie in his experiments. No. So you go in. It's mostly a bear empty room. Okay. But there's a hammock strung from one wall to the other. Okay. Ooh. And he uh, he just wants there to be like a hammock, a place to like put his clothes, like a, a chair and a table, mm-hmm. something like that. Sure. Maybe like a nightstand. Okay. Is there is that it? That's pretty much it. He just likes a hammock in a simple room, nothing elaborate. You step in and the walls are not painted prettily like the rest of the walls have been. They're very simple, wooden, look like they're sort of log cabin style. There's a hammock stretch from one end to the other. There's a small reading desk with a chair that's a little cushioned, but not too cushioned. A little rack there for you to hang your bow on and a cloak and a bag and things like that. It's very simple and very, very Brackle. I'm sure Brackle just says something like, (laughs) (laughs) This seems rather bespoke. (laughs) Bam. Saul. Saul's ideal room. So he, he heads one close to Misk. Uh, I guess they're a large roaring fireplace, like mm. one large enough that he could stand in if it didn't have a fire in it. There's probably several places to, you know, torture or tie up stuff to the walls. There's a place where there's armor and swords or a place for him to put his armor and swords. Black marble for the floors, a vaulted ceiling, a large four posted bed. Beautiful. That's it. You step inside, and it's much of that. There's a very large fireplace off to the left side of the room. There's a huge four-poster bed with black satin sheets and a big, fluffy... Teddy bear. ...comforter on top of it. Yes, a giant teddy bear. (laughs) Pillows and just very soft and comfy. There is a place for you to hang your weapons. Nice. And there's nothing else. There are no torture mechanisms. Oh, no Iron Maidens? <laughs> Nothing like that. And it's funny because when you walk in and you take a quick look around, you you couldn't help it, but you expected that to be there. This is true. Just mm-hmm. because of, you know, the way th- this room is very, very, very similar to the room that you stayed in in your mansion in the Nine Hills, except the absence of those sort of things. Interesting. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Make Believe Heroes. Hope that you're enjoying this episode so far on the mysterious tower of Sylvandale. We are rolling again with Season 2, and I'm sure that you all want to get right back into the Dungeons & Dragons. But before we do, I have a couple matters of business to discuss. First of all, if you would like to do us a huge favor, then you can. I give you permission. Go on Twitter and follow us at MBH Podcast. Go to Facebook.com slash MBH Podcast. 
and follow us. We don't have all that many followers on social media, nothing to reflect the number of downloads that we get on a weekly or even daily basis. So if you're not following us because you just haven't yet or what have you, go do that right now and you can interact with us. We love to talk with our fans online. That's the best way to do so. You can also go to our website, makebelieveheroes.com, and sign up for our newsletter. We only send out, I'm going to say probably two to three at max emails per month right now because I know how it is. You got a lot of emails coming in, but I can promise you that whenever we send one, it's going to have something you want to read. For example, we just announced our January giveaway. Now, we've already given away two beautiful sets of dice from DiceEnvy.com, but this month we're doing something a little different. You may have seen on our social media or in that email the beautiful poster for season one that was given to us by Alan this year for Christmas. And we all have that in a beautiful poster on our wall. And we are giving away a print of that 18 by 24 poster. So if you would like to win that amazing season one poster for Make Believe Heroes, to enter, all you have to do is tag us in a Facebook or Twitter post with a little blurb about your favorite moment so far from the podcast, like your favorite scene or whatever. Just talk about what your favorite moment was on Twitter or Facebook and tag us. Or if you don't have social media, because I know that we've got a number of people that listen to the show that don't do social media, and that is perfectly fine. So I want to make sure to include you all in this. You can always just send us an email to letters at makebelieveheroes.com with a short summary about your favorite moment from the podcast so far. And of course, if you haven't done so yet, you can leave us a five-star review and send us a screenshot of that review via email or social media to let us know that you did so. If you do that, we'll enter you in for that too. We've already had a few entries come in because we actually announced this giveaway last week to everyone that was on our newsletter subscription list. So you should go and subscribe to that and you'll get all the best emails, only the best emails from makebelieveheroes.com. So make sure to get your entries in. We're going to give you all probably two more weeks. So it'll be two weeks from t this Monday, which I can't think off the top of my head, whatever two weeks from Monday is. That's how much time you'll have to enter for this contest. Don't worry. I'll remind you again at least once between now and then. Speaking of those dice we gave away, if you want to support the show, you can show some appreciation to our show sponsor, whom we love, DiceEnvy.com. They make all the best dice. I recently saw them tweeting about these new D4s that they made that are just Mm, they're beautiful. They were Kickstarter dice. Can't wait to get my hands on a set of those. You should go to DiceMB.com and use that code HEROES in your checkout to get 10% off your purchase. DiceEnvy.com. You should also go to BattleBards.com. They have created a smorgasbord of fantasy and sci-fi music, sound effects, etc. for you to use at your table. And if you go and use the code MBHPODCAST, you can get 15% off of your first BattleBards Prime subscription. They've been letting us use their stuff since the beginning. They're awesome. Class acts. They just added a whole new slew of audio to their list. You should go check them out. You won't regret it. Now is the part of the show where I would like to give some recognition to a couple of our fans. Fans that have supported us by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The first one is a review from way back in January of 2018, almost a year ago now. I can't believe it. This review said, I can't get enough. You guys need to play more so I can listen more. My only recommendation would be to have Cervantes move closer to or turn up his mic. It's kind of hard to hear him sometimes. Other than that, I wouldn't change a thing. Keep up the great work, guys. I'll definitely be staying tuned for future episodes. I hope that you have stayed tuned for future episodes, Human Cleric. And I also hope that our audio is better than it was. 
In fact, this is a good time for me to announce I'm actually working on doing some remasters of those earlier episodes, not to change anything drastic, mainly just to go through and fix some of those audio volume level issues that we're having. Jeffrey was a little too quiet sometimes. All of us were a little too quiet sometimes. We were just getting used to our new equipment, to the software. I was getting used to editing some of those things. I've learned a lot of new techniques and done a lot since then. So I'm going back through and fixing some of that. So stay tuned for that coming this year as soon as I you know, have time to get that done, if that ever happens. One more review from a listener. This one, more recent review that just hit the wires, as they say. This one is from I Don't Usually Do This entitled, Seriously, Listen to It, Seriously. I'm new to listening to podcasts, and my teen daughter told me I should listen to this one. I'm so glad she did because I binge-listened to all the episodes. This group of adventurers gave me real laugh-out-loud moments, and I don't laugh out loud to much of anything, and left me feeling like I was part of the crew. Thanks, MBH. No, thank you I don't usually do this, and thank you for doing this even though you don't usually do this. It means a lot to us. It's awesome to hear that you binge the episodes. I wonder what that's like, because for me, it's been a year. So I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to binge our episodes. Anyhow, uh, that should be just about enough for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And let's get back to the show. So you all get a look at your respective rooms. Do you all just stay in your rooms or interact with one another again, step out? I'm trying all those weapons, duh. All them weapons. Jorg is trying out all the weapons. You all hear... Well, do you shut the door? No. Okay, door door's open. Saul does. Okay, Saul, you hear nothing. Did the rest of you leave your doors open? I just went and jumped on the bed. I didn't okay. really close you the door. You can hear Kjorg a couple rooms over just wailing on a bunch of dummies and trying out different weapons, wooden and metal. I'm going to get up and go to... Where Saul's room is. Okay. You step out and Brackle's your door shut? Yes. And then a, a dummy flies out of my door. It's broken in two pieces. Right a, a wooden dummy comes I flying out the one. door. Whoa. Good job, Kjorg. You about killed me for like the 50th time this year. <laughs> Thanks. You peer into Kjorg's room and you can see that it looks nothing like yours. It's filled with all of these sparring dummies. There's a very simple little cot in the back and it's just like a workout room. I see Kjorg fighting or whatever he's doing. And I'm just going to be like, wow, that's weird. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. And you go looking for something. Well, I mean, I just look, I don't bother him or nothing. I'm just, you know, to myself, I think that's really weird that mm-hmm. that room is completely different. Yes. So then I head on to Saul's room. Okay. And you step over and you saw the sort of the direction that he was going and you open his door. Yeah. Saul is probably just sitting cross legged on his bed. And occasionally you can see, like, if you first come in, You'll see in his hands that there's like a little bit of fire, like trying to jump back and forth between them, like he's trying to cast spells. He's basically just focusing on trying to get his magic back. You notice, Saul, that there's a small fire burning in the fireplace, and as you are messing with your magic and doing things, you notice that it flares up and then goes back down and flares up and goes back down, and it seems to glow differently than most of the fire does that you've interacted with on the natural plane. You step in and you see this misc. Saul, is this place oddly familiar? Like it's, I don't know, your room is, your room looks like your room back home. Yeah, but there's there's no Iron Maiden. 
true. They, they left out. They left out the hooks. Does that fire look weird to you? Yes, it's not natural. It's it's almost like it's almost like the fires of the Nine Hills. It's almost like home. There's something going on in this place. I don't trust it. I don't know how it knows me. I don't. I don't either. I walked in my room and it was everything I wanted. A nice bed, fluffy pillows. Maybe we should test the fire. Let's do it. Saul jumps down and saunters up to it. And he's gonna, you know, back home he could just put his hand in it. So he's gonna slowly, you know, if he feels heat like it's gonna burn him, he's gonna Mm -hmm. not. But he's gonna start to reach his hand into the fire like he would. It feels warm. Warm but not hot? Definitely not hot enough to burn you. So it's comfortable? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Saul reaches over and grabs Misk's hand and shoves it into the fire. What, what are you doing? It doesn't burn you, Misk. Fill it. It's not burning. This is a weird sensation, Misk, because it's very, very nostalgic in a way. This right here is a sort of experience, a sort of feeling that you never thought that you would Fill up here. have again, yeah, from the time that you left the hells. It's been a while for me. I mean... Yeah. He just came up here, so mm-hmm. this is weird. I haven't felt this in forever. Saul takes his tail and puts it into the fire. And <laughs> then uh, he's just going to, like, take a shirt and pull it off, and then he's just going to jump right in. Like, he's just going to go stand in the fireplace like he used to. You're standing in it. Misk is just looking down at her hands like she can't believe it. Really just, you know, taking in this moment. It feels amazing. You look up, and he's standing in the fire. I don't know what's up with this place, Saul. It almost feels too good to be true. Well, I'm sure that it is, but I'm going to enjoy it for now. Well, I'm going to go check on Brackle. Maybe the servant can explain it. Are you okay for now? Am I okay? He turns his back to her. Okay, I'll leave you to that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go to uh, toward Brackle's room. What does Jennifer's room look like? Jennifer's in her room with the door shut. I mean, I know, and Brackle's not going to be one to pry, but Alan's curious what Jennifer's room looks like. Oh, I mean, I'm not just going to describe it to you. Oh, oh, nobody loves Alan. Well, that's sad. <laughs> <What>? So, um, <laughs> you go check out, you go and knock on Brackle's door. Yeah, I'm going to go knock. Hey, Brackle. Yes. Do you know anything about this place? Well, the legend has it. Long time ago, this was a tower, and now it's run down, but it's not. So there's something magical happening here. Was your room oddly everything that you'd want? Well, yes. It seemed rather bespoke. Uh, I imagined much more finery would be involved, and thankfully it was more simple than that. I enjoy a nice soft bed occasionally, but there's nothing like a hammock for the one's back after a long trek through the wilderness. Right. Well, maybe that master will show up soon. I've I've got a lot of questions for him. Yes. Well, the good news is, with the kind of magic that's involved here, if they were going to harm us directly, they would have done so already. Although, again, stay wary. This place is definitely not what it seems, and I don't like the lack of answers we have so far. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go back to my room. You all are in your respective rooms for a time, and, you know, you have a while to get some rest. Kjorg, did you take some damage last time? Are you healed up? 
Um, well, my hit points on the thing were full, but, you know, that okay. doesn't mean anything. Brackle, are your hit points full? No, I am. I've got, like, not many. I've got 13 out of 24, so i got a little more than half. Monarchy. You got hit, didn't you? I got hit. Wait, I think I got hit, but I think that ju- maybe Juniper did something or somebody did. Yeah, I think you're okay. I don't I don't think you took damage when you did. I think you did a strength save against those magic bushes, but you you succeeded. In the event that any of you have any damage, you have an opportunity to do a short rest if you would like to spend some hit dice to regain some hit points. So, during this time, oh, by the way, just for the listeners' knowledge, our players reached level three this week. Got some new cool new things, archetypes and the like, but we are pressing forward. Some time passes, you all get some rest, an hour or two. There are some snacks out in the main sitting area, but I assume you all just sort of stick to yourselves using this opportunity to get a little bit of some alone time, which you haven't really had in a minute, so... After a while, you hear a knock on the outside door, but you can all hear it quite clearly. I'm assuming you all sort of peek out of your rooms, except maybe not Saul. I don't know. Yeah, I peek. I peek out. And you see that Quentin has stepped back into the main sitting area, and Juniper steps out of her room as well. Oh, uh, hello, Quentin. Yes, hello. I've come to see if the five of you would be interested in joining us at in the festivities that we are about to begin for the evening. The sun is getting pretty low outside, and we'll soon begin our, well, party. How many peas? I'm sure they'll probably prepare some green peas as one of the many sides that will be available. I'll, I'll be sure to put in a specific request if that's something that you require. Saul comes out of his room. So, where is the master? He has yet to return, but I, I surely he'll be here soon, I... His uh, his doings are his own. I assure you, I'm in no way responsible. But he will return when he does. Hopefully, before before he gets too late at night. Hopefully, before he misses his opportunity to speak to me. Yes, I'm. I'm sure that he won't let that happen. Good. Would you all? Well, I'm. I'm please forgive me. Don't don't take this the wrong way. I'm not trying to be rude at all. But we do have a number of assorted clothes if you would like to dress more appropriately for you know it is a bit of a formal occasion are you saying i'm inappropriate yes yes he is well show me the wardrobes typically we do wear sleeves kyorg yes there is a wardrobe just back here i believe if you'd like to take a look and there is a wardrobe filled with all kinds of clothes suits dress robes dresses just whatever you like i want to take a look Okay, take I a am look. too. What are you looking for? The nicest pair of clothes you've ever seen in your life. The nicest pair of clothes you've ever seen in your life. Yes. Sounds like the way okay. Kyorg would say. What it. are you gonna wear? Solid gold. Okay. Gold colored clothes. Yeah. Okay. You managed to find a pair of golden pants and a gold shirt. It is okay. the tackiest outfit ever. I put it on. Okay. And I ripped the sleeves off. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, it, it doesn't look that terrible with your complexion, but it still looks terrible. No, it looks great. What about Saul? Saul's going for a tux. Okay. He's looking for a suit, something black. Okay. Black on black on black. Okay. Because he's red enough. 
Easy to do. Tie or no tie? A bow tie. Ooh. Okay. Black on black on black. Yep. With a bow tie. And he's going to make sure his, his hair is slicked back just so. And uh, he's going to pull out a cigar and start smoking. Misk? Misk is going to look for a very nice dress. Like, it's one of those moments in those movies where the girl looks a certain way the whole time. And then that one time she puts on a dress and it's like amazing. I mean, it's like the Princess Diaries. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> okay. What does she look like? What's she wearing? What's She's sort of dress? She's looking for a dark blue okay. dress. Goes all the way to the ground. Sleeves all the way down. Not really a low neck. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more up to her neck. Not not very revealing, but it fits her very nicely. It's fit, yes, it's a very good fit. And her hair, she pins it back. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Just, she looks great. Okay. Juniper comes out wearing like a basically rainbow colored tutu and, you know, just like a plain colored blue shirt with long sleeves that fit into it. It's like a tutu dress and like long, bright blue leggings. And she just looks crazy. Juniper, you, you look awesome. Uh, this is the best thing. This is the best thing. Thank you. You also look... You you just look beautiful, Misk. Thanks. Um, Kjorg. I, I take my shirt off. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then I get a black shirt because I want a black shirt instead. But I also rip the sleeves off of it, too. But I'm wearing the gold pants still. You rip your shirt off running into the dressing room, and she, like, turns around, blushing. He's always just ripping, ripping his shirts off. He's he's got a thing with ripping sleeves <sighs> off. I don't know. He's got to stop doing that. Oh my god. He's kind of <laughs> an actual monster. What's Brackle do? And also get a gold chain, too. It's Brackle change. Brackle says, "Well, I don't want to dirty your clothes from the grime of travel. Could you perhaps do you have access to a lavatory?" Where I might take a bath. Certainly, there's yeah. a um, there should be all that you need in this room right here, and there's a there's a lavatory off to the side. I walk in, so I'm seeing, I'm guessing, like towels, mm-hmm. some soap, mm-hmm. and then uh, a tub. Yeah, some heated water, and then Brackle looks around. Where's the peas? Brackle, there will be no <laughs> peas. Sweet peas in the tubs, please. So Brackle uh, shuts the door. And takes a bath okay. and then realizes he didn't get clean clothes and then towels up and asks everybody to go back into their room while he goes out <laughs> and looks at the clothes. Okay, every, everybody goes to their room. No, Saul does not. Except for Saul. Saul stands there in the middle and ties the sword around his waist and makes sure he has a couple daggers stowed. Mm-hmm. And Brackle uh, gets a fine black uh, suit Still something that's very comfortable, but it's got the, the high neck to it, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Like one of those things. And he looks like he could still run and jump and leap, but he also looks rather smashing. What color? Black. What color is like the, the shirt? What's Is it white, white and black? Well, it's like one of those full body suits, you know? I mean, not full body suit, but like the jacket obscures the shirt. I see, I see. Okay. So it's like one of those, it's buttons down the middle and it's got the high collar. Got you. And then underneath that, there's like a, a light gray shirt or something like that. The cool. pants are black, but it's also got some embroidery. It's sort of like a, a dark green, but the green really looks very foresty, you know? I do, I do. 
Okay, I dig it. Okay, so... I get a weapon out of my room. Okay, what? Can I have a flail? A flail. Cool. You're just carrying a flail around with you. Yes. Okay, you have a flail hooked onto your waist, your belt. Golden pants, black shirt, sleeveless, and uh, Quentin stands there in the doorway. He looks at the five of you. He says, a bit unorthodox perhaps, but yes, you all look fantastic. If you'd like to join me, I will lead you to the ballroom where our festivities are beginning, I believe. And uh, now he says that you all can hear music starting to come in from around you. All right, let's oh. go. And Misk runs up and like, not really runs up because she's in a nice dress, mm-hmm. but she like hooks her arm around the dude's arm. Okay. Like hooks her arm, arm with him. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, like mm-hmm. holds his arm. Yes, follow me. And he starts to lead you all down the hallway. Misk is feeling really good, okay? Okay. She's dressed real good. Feels fine. You all follow? Yeah. Following. Yeah. Okay. Juniper hangs back for just a second. You all follow Quentin out into the hallway and down toward the other end, toward the ballroom. And after a few seconds, she catches up to you, uh, Kjorg. Oh, uh, what what sort of um, what sort of what sort of party do you think this is going to be, Kjorg? Uh, Sounds like a party. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm I'm not real good at parties. Uh, I guess I guess we'll find out. Guess so. And the six of you, along with Quentin, come to the large doors, and he says, "Welcome to Sylvondale." And he opens the door, and it is a huge ballroom. Beautiful, high ceilinged, large chandeliers. There are people standing around, sipping from glasses. They're all dressed in the finest liveries. There are, you know, beautiful ornate dresses and tuxedos and suits and robes. People dancing, people laughing and talking and eating. There's a huge buffet up and to the right, and on the far end of the ballroom, there's a sort of stage and a platform, and there are a few people up there playing instruments and singing some songs. Miss is going to go straight toward the music. Okay. Miss, you head up toward the back of the room toward the musicians playing. What does everyone else do? Saul goes straight for the bourbon. Right to the buffet, hoping to get a drink. Yep, straight for the bourbon. Do they have Kentucky bourbon in Manumi? Probably not. Bourbon is only from Kentucky. By saying Play bourbon, that funky music, white boy. Oh, what Let's about whiskey? Is that only from Tennessee? No. Come on in, the whiskey is fine. Rackle gets some uh, some whiskey, and then after he takes a position sort of at the side of the room, eyeing everyone while sipping his whiskey while not really, you know, he's sipping it very slowly. He doesn't want to get inebriated. He's just going to have the one glass anyway, so he's... He's, it's really more to give his hand something to do, but uh, is it good whiskey? Uh, yeah, yeah, everything's really good. If they have ice, if you want it, yes. I've never seen ice before, so I just eat ice. George is eating handfuls of ice. Oh my gosh, Saul has his neat, and then after the hand in the glass, he goes, no, no, more peasant, and has him fill it all the way up. Because he thinks he has an amazing constitution and just walks off with that. Misk heads off toward the front to observe the music being played. See what's up with that. Brackle and Saul head off to get a little sip of something to take the edge off. Jorg is eating handfuls of ice, and you're all sort of blending in with the crowd. What about Juniper? She's kind of like 
near Kjorg, looking awkward. Have you seen this stuff? Yes, uh, it's ice. It's water what? except frozen. Frozen water? Are there any other tieflings there? Interesting question. Uh, roll me perception check, Saul. Ooh, that's an 18 on the dice. Saul, you're sipping your bourbon, looking around, feeling pretty good about this day so far, honestly. You know, stood mm-hmm. in a fire for a couple hours, got a nice new suit. And then you look around and you think, hmm, I wonder if there's any other tieflings here. You know, it's something weird. There's not any race here except human. No elves? Excluding the four of your party that are not of the human persuasion. You look around and every single man and woman that you see, of which there are many, you know, dozens, not a single one looks to not be human. Weird. And that's actually where we're going to have to end this episode. What? I was going to ask if there was any strong people around. Well, you'll get your chance next week on Make Believe Heroes. Thank you all so much for tuning in. What's the deal with this weird tower and these strange people? Who's this mysterious master figure? And are there any strong people at the party procured <laughs> to fight? To beat to death with my fish. And where's all the peas? <laughs> Tune in next week to find out. Tune we'll- next week <laughs> to find out. Get ready for it. Oh. A silver tuna fish. Thank you all for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next week. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.